1: we welcome uh karen uh to the program now karen good morning happy new year how's it going
2: hey good morning and happy new year and happy birthday to tyler 28 wow did you ever yeah. think you'd have a 28 year
1: old well i mean he's my second child and so yeah i have one that's 33 as well so that's in, that's uh in that's crazy but anyway um uh, I hope you had a great holiday season. Before we get to what I wanted to talk to you about, uh, uh, tell me if you had a great holiday and tell me how excited you are about hosting next week.
2: Well, I had a great holiday. It was like a family fest. I'm exhausted. Honestly, It was just exhausting. And we had a pipe burst and on Christmas Eve, and it was a whole thing. I had 17 people over for dinner. It was a whole thing. But it was a lovely holiday. And I always hate this time of year, like when everything's over, and now it's like, We've got January, so but I do I I have something to look forward to hosting for next week, so I'm excited to come in and host and be there all week, and then John will be back the following Monday, so I'll be kind of on the end of the caboose of John's vacation.
1: There you go, and uh, I'll be back in my uh, in my normal role and and heading back to the uh, heading back to the office next week, and so we'll uh, we'll increase the normality as we get closer uh, to the 16th. Well, um, so I, hope I wanted that to when have- you
2: were out. I, I hosted when you were out when john was out um when he was sick and you were on vacation so when you get back into the studio there's a present waiting for you that i left from way back when i was there well, oh i can't wait
1: thank you so much um yeah so i i heard uh that you uh filled in what two days
2: yes yeah, john was so, really sick
1: yeah he was really i was texting with him a little bit i knew he was under the weather um and i was a little under the weather that week as well um but it cleared up uh, before we got to Christmas, so I was happy about that. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, of course, uh, Karen Michael is the president of Karen Michael Consulting. Uh, uh, is a, am going to call her a workplace expert. Uh, and uh, we, we see her work in the Times-Dispatch as well. And you recently uh, wrote an article about uh, employer resolutions for 2023, and I found it very interesting. Um, let's, uh, first of all, uh, just... Talk about, without getting into the specific one, two, three, four, five, talk about employer resolutions versus personal resolutions. What are the similarities and what are the differences?
2: Well, what I want to see employers do in 2023 is to, you know, COVID is, I think, pretty much over. I know we had somebody talk about it's on the rise or whatever, but in general, employers are kind of back to what I would call normal, and it's time to start holding employees accountable. We've had this three-year-long, well, it's COVID, so employees will be disruptive, divisive, harassing, bullying, aggressive, and employers will say, well, we have a hard time finding people, and so we're going to, you know, we're going to give them a good performance review, And, and I understand the need to kind of pump your employees up and be positive, But we've got to start holding these people accountable. Your colleagues deserve that. People in the workplace deserve that. And employers are just not doing a great job of holding employees accountable for their behaviors. And the word of the year to me, my word of the year to my employers, is accountability. It's time. And that's a little different than individuals going into the workplace who I hope employees going into the workplace will just do a little reset and develop a little bit of a different mindset about the workplace. If you go on social media, there's such negativity about work and this concept that came out last year, quiet quitting, and I'm not giving my employer any more than that employer deserves, but yet we ask a lot of our employers. And I see it as a mutual, you know, it's, it's mutual. You're getting something and you're giving something. And so for employees, I hope they'll do a little bit of a reset in January and refocus if you hate your job. Find another job, but while you're in that job, do a good job. Give your employer what that employer deserves, which is positivity and a little bit of energy and enthusiasm for your work.
1: Obviously, uh, employees need to, 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 to do you know obviously take pride in what they do and, and do the best. But from an employer standpoint, creating accountability, does that begin with um, setting clear expectations?
2: Absolutely. That's such a key component to accountability. I, when I do my training called, why is this person still working here? Uh, talking about accountability, I, the first part of it is about setting your employees up for success. What are you doing to make sure they have the tools they need to do their job, that they have the resources to do the work, and that they understand what they should be doing in their job? That is such a key component. And frankly, if you have a bully boss, which I see, frankly, too much of, that's their, that's their thing is chaos. They love to create chaos for an employee so that the employee doesn't know what's expected. So the employee essentially set up to fail. So setting those high expectations for employees and then holding them accountable for that is kind of where the rubber meets the road. That's, that's where the key component starts.
1: Obviously, uh, I, I noticed in the article you divided it into several categories. Let's go to the next category. and well, I tell you what, this one uh, is... Um, I think this is a big one. Civility and professionalism. Do tell.
2: Please. We've got to get back to some civility in the workplace. What I see how other people treat colleagues either in person or virtually, even you know, sending certain memes and things, gifts during their when they're when they're on virtual calls, the disrespect the level of rudeness to other people is pretty pretty shocking. And I don't know if it's because of social media that we've now taken that and now treated other people with the way we speak on social media is how we're treating our colleagues. But there should be a zero tolerance for any of this nonsense in the workplace. And we should just expect that when I go to work, the minimalist thing I deserve is to be treated, be treated respectfully. Even when we talk about accountability, when you're holding an employee accountable, you don't have to be nasty about it. You just have to explain that this is what we expect and I would, you need to improve in X, Y, and Z area. But it's, it's not a nasty conversation. It's a respectful professional conversation. Our employees deserve at a minimum that not just from each other, but also from customers and from clients. They deserve that as well from them also. And so like the restaurant industry where people are so nasty to their servers and to other people, employers cannot tolerate that. If you've got a customer who's being disrespectful, not civil, unprofessional, they need to go. We just cannot tolerate this anymore. Our employees deserve better.
1: Let me just add uh, from a personal standpoint that civility is a uh, is a trait that we could apply in all areas of our lives and not just the workplace.
2: That is that is very true, and we do get very frustrated. I do. I know I do when I'm dealing with like an airline or something, and it, you know, it's stepping back and refreshing and remembering that these are people just trying to do their work and they deserve civility.
1: Right, and a lot of times you're uh, uh, blasting the messenger when uh, they right. truthfully have nothing to do with whatever issue you have. Okay, let's go to the next step, which is violence prevention.
2: Well, just look at Walmart down the street, which is so horrific, I can't even process what happened there, and recognize that we cannot tolerate any, the minimalist amount of violence. If somebody threatens anything at any time, they have to go immediately. Done. The longer people fester in a workplace, the longer they're there, the more angry they get, the more invested they become, and the more likely they are to commit a violent act. So if somebody says, I'm going to I could just punch her in the face, even if they're kidding, they got to go. we it's zero. That is the most ultimate zero tolerance. Any threats, any level of intimidation. We just have to set that standard in our workplace. And I, we could talk for hours about the Walmart situation. Uh, we don't know all the facts in that, but there might have been some. Well, there's two lawsuits saying that Walmart knew that this person has a propensity for violence and whether that's true or not is yet to be seen but if that's true that's negligent retention potentially so do not keep an employee who is engaging in any form of threats or intimidation
1: we're talking to karen michael uh, president of karen michael consulting about new year's resolutions for the workplace and the next one is paying your employees correctly
2: Well, as of January 1, Virginia now has a minimum wage of $12 an hour. So let's start with that. We got to make sure that anyone who's paid hourly must make a minimum of $12 an hour. Now there is an exception for tipped employees. There's there's an exception for that. So, but but normal, you know, regular hourly employees, $12 an hour. But also the Fair Labor Standards Act, which is like an antiquated 1938 law, is still in place, and it's got all these interesting strange rules for employers on how to pay overtime, what is working time, breaks, meal periods. By the way, you're not required to give an employee a break, Uh, but if you do, there's rules around that. You're not required to give a lunch period, but if you do, there's pay rules around that. So learn the rules because your employers, I got news, your number one financial risk for a big payout is violation of these pay laws. They're very complicated, and employers need to it's incredible to me how we're still not complying with it all these decades later because it is a, bit, it's a little bit um, unusual. The law, it's way outdated. But um, and we need to pay correctly, and employees deserve. You can't waive overtime. If you're an hourly worker, you can't waive overtime. And just because you pay an employee a salary doesn't mean that person's exempt from overtime. There's a bunch of rules around that, too. So know what the rules are.
1: And the fifth one is uh, accommodating your employees. What do you mean by that?
2: Well, we not only are required to accommodate employees based on a disability and a religion, but we also are required in Virginia to accommodate employees who are pregnant, provide reasonable accommodations to those employees who might need them because of their pregnancy. They might not be able to do certain aspects of their job. And tucked in this $1.7 bazillion bill that Congress passed recently is a Pregnancy Fairness Act. So now under federal law employers are going to be required to provide accommodations for pregnant workers. So there's a bunch of rules about what has to be in your employer policies uh, with respect to disability and pregnancy uh, relating to notice to employees about their rights under the law. And again, just like the Fair Labor Standards Act and pay, some of these are legally a bit complicated. So make sure you know how to accommodate your employees and what the rules are, because our employees who have a disability or or have a religion that, that is in conflict with your rules or pregnant, those people would be entitled to accommodations.
1: That's a great insight uh, for the first week of the new year, Karen. We appreciate it. Can't wait to see you next week. Take care of yourself. I'll
0: see you next week.